Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show here. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh. And, man, I just wish it was Wednesday. Can it be Wednesday already? Every day should be Wednesday. Uh, this is Kyle, and man, that does sound nice, because not only Kenobi, but also Wednesday is just way better than Monday. You're on the back side of the yeah. week. You're, you're looking down, heading into the weekend. Things are looking better. You might have what a drink on Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more on Thursday. Go out with some friends. Get Jeez, a dinner. This guy, Justin's like a party animal Friday, here, apparently. Checked out of work. You know, first thing when you arrive. It's it's a good day. Love Wednesday. It kicks the weekend off right, if you will. <laughs> Justin kicking oh, off the weekend on Wednesday man. like he's 19 again. <laughs> Well, speaking of Wednesdays, we have had roughly, we've had four episodes of Kenobi drop, and this is like the first opportunity that we've had to get together to kind of talk about Kenobi. Uh, So we're going to be diving into that today because we've got four episodes to catch up on, but we do have a little bit of uh, news to cover. We did... um, not a not a ton going on right now. It's been pretty quiet, pretty laid back. Uh, we did get a little bit of a, a I don't want to say a teaser, but uh, Taika Waititi uh, was in, a, in an interview with Screen Rant discussing his upcoming Star Wars movie. He says, quote, um, that's yet to be seen based on what it's going to look like. Um, I don't know. I'm still writing. I'm still coming up with the ideas and storylining it. And just wanted to make sure that it feels like a Star Wars film. Because I could say, oh yeah, well, write any old thing and set it in space and put Star Wars on the front. But it wouldn't be a Star Wars film without certain elements and a certain treatment. So I've just got to make sure that it stays within that wheelhouse. So uh, take from that what you will. Josh, what are your thoughts on that? I can't wait until half the fandom hates it because it's too (laughs) silly. And by More half the fandom, I mean like one eighth of the fandom or something. That's one just eighth. as loud as I half. wouldn't even call it that. It's, yeah, it's probably two one hundredth. That's giving them too much credit. I think that's it's smaller, but the, the, I think the fact is, and this is in the notes for Kenobi too. That Star Wars is just so mm-hmm. big that no matter how good anything that gets put out is, there's going to be a few thousand people that are just up in arms about how bad it is. Just be, you know, law of large numbers kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm hoping it's fun. Like, that's what Star Wars should be, is Star Wars should be fun for people, whether you're an adult or a kid. It should be fun and entertaining. And um, I think he is going to keep that in mind when writing his Star Wars film. Rogue One was so popular because of the happy ending. He's, I mean, he's, he's... (laughs) I'm so focused. It took took Josh a minute there. He was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I mean, hey, from an Imperial perspective, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one time the bad guys win, sort of. And even then, they didn't really win. Yeah, it's true. It was, it was, (laughs) honestly, it was a mixed bag for everybody because that, those plans got off that ship too. So, 
Right, right. Um, it was a mix. Shoot. Rogue One, it was a mixed <laughs> we've, bag for everybody. <laughs> we yeah. thoroughly derailed Josh at this okay. point. We're five minutes in. Does not does not compute. <laughs> Beep boop. Uh, what was I? I don't even know. Oh, so uh, Taika has shown that he is the king of like putting that right amount of like comic timing and making things as silly as they can be without I mean he made a comedy about Hitler I was just going to say if he, you can make the holocaust mm-hmm. silly I mean and and look at like I know it has its detractors but honestly making Thor a comedic character made him interesting like I liked the first two Thors but man dry period piece Thor is not nearly as cool as fun space bro Thor right no kidding uh, Ragnarok is is just outrageous, um, and the characters in Ragnarok is all of them are entertaining. Um, but yeah, he's Jojo Rabbit was a really good movie. It took me forever to see it because I didn't see it till it hit HBO. Um, but it was really really good once I saw it. He's so. in a silly Ryan Reynolds movie called Free Guy that's really funny too. He is. He plays kind of a jerk there. Yeah. Um, he is the actual <laughs> is villain jerk. of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see his his take on Star Wars and see what he can do. Um, and again, it's it, you're right; it's going to rub people the wrong way. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I think we still have quite a bit of time on that one. So um, we did have a, another little bit of Kenobi news that dropped. Josh, you want to cover this one? Yeah, this is a little bit less confirmed, uh, but uh, it was pointed out on Reddit that uh, Canadian movie theater chain Cineplex, their website uh, indicates that Lucasfilm and Disney plan on hosting screenings of Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the entire six-episode run in select theaters on Wednesday, June 22nd. Um, and that's the day the series finale airs on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, no, I'm going to be on tour that day. Oh, I'll watch it in the morning. It's fine. Well, and that's uh, Canada. Are they doing it here in the United States this, of America? This too? guy. I don't know. This guy. Know. I'm going to be on tour that date. I am. First day guy. of the tour. Playing Akron, Ohio that night. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> Woo! Just, uh, nice. I figure out, all, I figure out all kinds of ways I can work that in to casual conversation. Oh, I would come to your birthday party. I'm going to be on tour. Um, <laughs> total runtime is five hours and 20 minutes, and that will include a live Q&A with a currently unknown panel of participants. Um, this is the first Disney Plus series to get its entire season screened in North American theaters. But I guess... Oh, shoot. I should have copied this because I thought it was interesting, but it's not Star Warsy. Um, Oh, here it is. So, Miss Marvel will actually be theatrically releasing episodes in pairs on... Uh, a couple different dates in Pakistan uh, due to streaming service not being available in the country. So, do you guys uh, cool. do you guys take in the first episode there, Miss Marvel? Uh, I have not, but that does not indicate my any lack of excitement. I really like that character, and I'm excited that she, uh, she got a live action show. I just uh, don't have time to watch anything that I'm not podcasting on at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll watch Josh it eventually. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I got I got the first one and uh, it was it was good. It's um, it, it, I love seeing the dynamic of you know her as basically this teenager with very strict parents that you know um, are are kind of you know not letting her be who she wants to be and it's it's an interesting take. So um, I've not actually read the comic series, so I don't 
know much about the character, so I'm just going based on the show so far. But um, I did enjoy kind of that dynamic and that aspect of it. Um, and then her friend was pretty funny too, so I actually enjoyed that character. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a good show. Check it out. Um, next episode, I think, also drops on Wednesday. So we're getting we're getting Star Wars and Marvel uh, every Disney Wednesday Plus for the next has couple Wednesdays weeks. On lockdown right now. Yeah. Yep. All your TV is coming from the Disney Plus. So, um, although I will say I did start watching uh, Eastbound and Down Hilarious. on um, on uh, Justin on man. the cutting edge of I, pop culture right now with the show that ended <laughs> twelve years ago. Well, or something. you know, I finished <laughs> I finished Righteous Gemstones, and I was like, all right, I really should go back and watch Eastbound and Down here because I knew of the show and I knew of the character, and and uh, no respect I was whatsoever like, I really need, for vice principals. Jeez, I really need to watch this show. So the other I went McBride back and vehicle on HBO. Yeah, needed to start start watching that one. So I can only do like one or two at a time here, and then it gets kind of crazy. So. Um, but yeah, so supporter of Eastbound and Down, hilarious. Slow, slow news week in the Star Wars world. Um, we do have. Oh, I guess. Um, so our um our um our um what do I want to say? Our Ohio Garrison. We do have a new um detachment, which is uh, Arch City Squad. They got approved. Um, they have to do. We had to do like a six month probation period. Um, basically saying like, you know, you show up to these events and how many events are you doing? Are you raising money, doing the things that you need to do? Um, I think we ended up, they ended up raising like 3000 plus dollars over the course of the six months for different charities. We did, was it like something 20, 25 events or something scheduled, I think in the Columbus area. So yeah, so the passed the vote passed, um, on the 501st board and then it got approved. So we have a new uh, new detachment in Columbus. So, Arch City Squad, congratulations. So, just big shout out there. Now I can get, my, get my racing shirt. Get my patch. That's that's pretty wizard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, Joshua. I'm assuming, I, we got to figure out too, if uh, there is an event going on at Kosai in August, which is uh, the Scum and Villainy Cantina, which that. I will be doing. Um, yeah, when is that? August, I think. So, we're, I've been just so busy the last couple weeks i can't even get out of my own house we've got vacations coming up and all this kind of stuff so i'm looking really looking forward to that one because it's a big event there's tons of people there so it should be a blast so i'm excited if you're in the columbus area or just outside of the columbus area come up go attend the event tickets are available through cosi and we'll be there or if you're two hours outside of the columbus area or that too yes i know or I've, been, you, I've been planning on going if you're in Maggie's area in Virginia and you want to make the trek, you could do that too. That's okay. If I'm not playing a show, <laughs> so, I'll, maybe I'll swing through. Depends that's on a little if you're further on tour drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the tour get canceled quick. That's uh, not good. All right. Well, so because we have had just a ton going on, we had Celebration. We had two episodes drop while we were at Celebration. We had... Another one literally come out the week after we got back from Celebration. We had Celebration Recap. We had a fourth episode drop. We have four episodes of the Kenobi series to cover in this show, and that's a lot to take in. So, they said it couldn't be um, done. Yeah. They, you know, we've, we have packed this show to the gills. It's like... Uh, it's just overflowing with goodness. But um, next week, we'll get some uh, sound bites added in. 
um, from the week's episode, and uh, maybe I can figure out some fun audio surprises to throw in there, so we'll see. But we have four episodes to discuss um, of Kenobi. So off the rip, what, how is everybody enjoying this year? Let me ask this specifically. How are you guys enjoying this series so far? I love it. Me too. I, Kyle? Why I don't know why I'm, you're already judging no, me. No, no, I haven't no. Even said no, no, no. I'm not judging you at all because I'm pretty sure you you've been enjoying it as well. No, I, I think do my like judginess it. is I'm, of people who don't. But I'm entertained um, by it. I, I mean, for whatever reason, I'm not like chomping at the bit to see the next one, like I am sometimes with the Mandalorian. But um, no, I really like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's been good. It's been. Um, it's definitely put Obi-Wan in a different place. We're what, 10 years removed from um, Ish, something like that. Yeah. 10 years post Mustafar order 66 time frame. We've got Obi-Wan who is clearly um, just a shell of himself at this point, um, moving job to job, nameless in, uh, in his embodiment, just doesn't want to be recognized, really, and just kind of keeping low, keeping an eye on uh, Luke. Working right? at the meat processing plant in town on Tatooine. <laughs> in town? They had to take a <laughs> train to get is. out to I that mean, bad boy. Is it not a meat processing plant? <laughs> it is, and it's... I, what, is, what is that, like a crate dragon? Do we think that's like no just idea. a big... I don't know what else it would be. ...subsurface I mean, dweller that died and they're just there's not too many indigenous beasts on the sand dunes of tatooine that we know of i saw someone say that it was a uh long dead like animal aquatic animal from you know because we kept getting these teases of how mm -hmm. tatooine used to be covered in water i mean i don't think mm -hmm. th would the meat still be good That's but what i'm gonna say i'm gonna call Ooh. bs on that if it's been long enough that the oceans have dried to dust that but the meat's right. still like juicy i don't know about that well and then we see the crate dragon beef in jerky. We yeah, see the crate dragon in a new hope that's literally just a skeleton at that point. So yeah. whatever this is died way. less than what that thing did, or or maybe it's or that it's one on already surface. got stripped for its meat. Well, that could be good point. Don't know. Ooh, what if it's know. um? Ooh. What if it's one of those giant worms that um? Wrong movie. Rex and uh, Rex and um, and the clones were hunting. I forget what they call those. Um. Do you know what I'm talking I about? You're big... thinking of Dune. <laughs> no, no, you and I <laughs> the, are thinking of when Dune. The He's Fremen talking. Ride him with the hooks. <laughs> no, <laughs> in Rebels, uh, I can't think of the name of what they called him though. Oh, um, the Jupa. Yeah, Jupa. Do we think that's maybe like a form Jupa. of Jupa that they caught in our harvesting? Yeah, like a Jupa. There's Josh over here putting Jardinier on his Jupa. <laughs> Okay, you like a spicy jupa? Well, I was I was thinking of that stupid SNL sketch. You like the juice? You like the juice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> an old one. <laughs> yeah, I know. You like the juice? Classic. Oh man. Yeah. So we've got um, you know Obi Wan who's just kind of out here. He's even getting told by uh, Uncle Owen to uh, basically stay away. Um, Owen gives him the sick burn. That was yep. highly memeable. Took the internet yep. by storm. Um, you know, he's basically kind of trying to keep Luke low profile as well. And and I think um 
I think Obi Wan's still clinging on to hope that you know if he is the chosen one and he starts exhibiting signs, he can train him to basically save the galaxy at this point. They need to it's pretty far gone. Let it go with the chosen one bullshit. That stuff never works out. Um, but this Kenobi may have done more for the legacy of Owen Lars than any single character so far. <laughs> I mean, as of yeah. the original trilogy, he was just kind of like a cranky old man who got turned into a burning skeleton. And now he's out here, A, just burns Obi-Wan to a crisp right there in the market, at the farmer's market on Tatooine. Stands up to Riva. And then, yes, lightsaber to to the throat, just ice water in the veins, doesn't even like spill the beans right there, uh, even though he clearly is no huge fan of the Jedi. Uh, so good for Owen Lars. Yeah. He, you know, I suppose by the time he's older and we see him in a new hope, I'd be a little crotchety too. If I, yeah, I mean, it <laughs> I gives had inquisitors you a shaking me down to, all the time, you know, like he thinks that these guys are just going to screw Luke up and get him in trouble yeah. and, or get him hurt or get him to turn into another Darth Vader or whatever. And, you know, legit concern yeah. there. <laughs> They're not without error, the Jedi. Yep. Um, you know, and I think he's trying to just have let Luke have a normal life and uh, not worry about those things. Unfortunately, so, he's just got too much of his father in him. Yep. Um, and we clearly see two different... I, I don't want to say types of Jedi at this point. We see... Um, we see... Uh, Punk bitch you know, Jedi like uh, Obi Wan is being a little bit like in the Obi-Wan. beginning, and then, and then uh, other Jedi, then old oh, what's his, his name? name who stops the knife in the in the little tiny mm-hmm. open air bar there, and Obi Wan says, "Just bury your lightsaber and don't get tied up to a wall." But you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he got tied up to a wall. Yep. Have you seen the the other meme with the guy at the bar? owner and the inquisitor standing in front of him and he says do you know how jedi or hunt themselves or something he's like excuse me sir this is a wendy's (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) it's hilarious the bartender's like saying he's like excuse me sir this is a wendy's um but but (laughs) the show has lent itself to plenty of really really good memes so far so um but yeah, you've got the Jedi that is still obviously trying to help people and do what he can, at least until maybe things change or things get better and hope that nobody finds him. And then you got Obi-Wan, who's basically turned himself off to the Force well, and, that, and is completely gone. That Jedi was like also specifically a device to reinforce what the Inquisitors were saying about like the Jedi can't help but help people Mm -hmm. you know it's it's in their nature and they reveal themselves and you know here's the jedi who does the exact thing that they said he would which you know that's what we expect him to do too so i mean but yeah there he was Um, and that scene was was great with the grand inquisitor just kind of walking through Mm -hmm. taunting you know goading the jedi to make a mistake and then you have reva who goes well we're just going to amp things up and i'm just going to kill somebody she's a loose cannon happens reva she is. She is. Uh, well, speaking of Reva, because we've we've kind of shifted to Reva, what are your thoughts on her character so far through four four episodes? She's got, uh, I think, some of the best character development in this show so far, based on 
as we as we go along, we find out more and more about her and her mo. Yeah, she has the benefit of uh, not being a legacy character, which I think is good mm-hmm. for her and good for the show. Um, but she is like the late addition to the Inquisitor crew, and she was the bottom of the totem pole, and she's kind of like really been like a dog with a bone about this Kenobi thing. Um, but it's all, you know, such as the dark side, it's all like a selfish, what can I do to get ahead, to get over on people type of angle. So she's, uh, like it's all, yes, it's what Vader wants, but it's what's going to get me ahead of these other people to kind of cut the line and be next in charge. Also killing Mm -hmm. your boss or trying to kill him is also a good way to do that, which she did in whatever episode two or something. Please don't do that in real life. Yeah. We do not condone the murder to do that. No, no, unless you're in politics. (laughs) It it only work it only works at uh, Sith Inc. Uh, but um, I I like her. I'm I I'd like to think, and I'm I'm hopeful that her motivations are more than just your typical dark side power grab. And I feel like like they were hinting that it was more than that. If 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 we are to be uh be, if we are to believe that that padawan or youngling we see at the beginning is her and just the way that some things have been phrased i feel like it's not just like she wants to be grand inquisitor like there there's something there's a reason she has some sort of specific beef with kenobi or something with like there's something going on with with her and kenobi historically or her invader historically or or something she knows something that we don't know that she knows yet I'd also really like to know how she knows Anakin is Vader. That's my question, because mm-hmm. there's supposed to be like three and a half people in on Earth or in the universe that know that, and how is she one of them now? Um, I mean, I trying to rationalize it. Like, I mean, maybe as she's running out the temple, she sees Anakin. She would know him at that point, I would assume. Yeah, she either witnessed him... My thought is uh, her mind probe thing is real good, and she picked it up in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, you know, from Kenobi, but I'm not sure. Um, I mean, or that's possible she could have actually been at the temple when that or when that, yeah. Anakin came right. in before he was in the suit, you know, before he got burned yeah, up right. and chopped up. That's what I was thinking is like she knows that. He maybe witnessed him come in and and there could be like we've been we've been talking about this series about Hayden, right? Seeing Hayden Christensen and we really haven't seen him much other than as Darth Vader without, you know, a helmet on. Do you expect so do we think well, maybe if we get a flashback back to, you know, the Jedi Temple here in the Mm -hmm. next two episodes, are we gonna get Hayden Christensen as Anakin in maybe some you know, order 66 scenes that we didn't see. And that explains how she knows he is Lord Vader. That could be cool. That could be cool. Um, Can we, can I mention something or ask something while we're already talking about that? Why does Reva know that Anakin is Vader thing? Um, Go ahead. 
because I think that was like a potential concern. It's fair to say there have been, at least online, like we were joking about earlier, some concerns with this show. There's people who are like unhappy for whatever various reasons. But mm-hmm. um, what's up with, do we think, uh, like Leia and Kenobi at this point have a full on relationship now, four episodes in? Like they clearly. This is not like a passing thing that they're going to forget about. But then in A New Hope, the whole uh, the message in R2 is like as if they're strangers, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you served my father like I'm not. Hey, it's me. Remember from that one time that we we went on space adventures together for a few weeks. Like, I, I, is there? Do you guys have any kind of problem with that, or it's just like it's whatever? What do you think? Two things. Um, I think so. I have your your in universe answer and your out of universe mm-hmm. answer. Which one would you like f- first? I'll I'll have a healthy dose of both, but let's start with in universe, please. Uh, in universe is that she has a lot of formal. Uh, senatorial training and w- is worried about things getting um, like intercepted or something. intercepted. So you send a very, you know, Cordial. he she knows he's gonna know it's her. Yeah, and and you but you just put the information out there that you need, and that's it. And and like of course I don't Obi Wan not selling it to Luke makes total sense because he f- lied about his dad until well, sure, yeah. Like, oh, from a certain point of view, I, I didn't lie to you. Oh, 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 oh. It was also your sister who I knew super well yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never told you. Yeah. Even though you're, you know. Um, and then the in, in, outer universe answer is uh, we've been doing this for a long time because, you know, it was we didn't know what we were going to do yet. I mean, this is it's no it's no more egregious to me than like watching Vader and Luke you know, ugh, ugh, with the lightsabers like they're heavy, and then in the prequels, everyone's twirling them around like they're made out of cotton candy. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I just thought of something light, cotton candy, whatever. Cotton candy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I think Josh hit it on the head there. Like, she's this. You know, this is how many years? Fifteen years after twenty years after this has happened, right? Less ten. Than, so it's been it's been some time, ten. right? Yeah, so it's ten. her message isn't like. Hey, remember when you rescued me from being kidnapped that one time when I was like five or six? She's, like she's ten. She's, she's ten. ten now, and it's another right? ten like, years until that ish. Yeah. So I, I think that's fair to say it's a formal. Hey, you know, you would recognize your my father probably more so than me at this point. So I'm going to introduce myself as. Bale's daughter and, and go from there. So I, I like Josh's answer assessment. better because I feel like they are at this point, this is a, this has been a very memorable interaction for the both of them. Mm-hmm. You like his in universe one or his out of universe one? Well, his in universe one. Yeah. The, I mean the out of universe Which was one the nice is polite a, email. A million things. <laughs> I mean I and I I think I just don't understand how some Star Wars fans haven't figured out like if something makes you scratch your head a little bit, but it doesn't like directly need to be retconned. And the reason is because we didn't know yet in 1977, let it go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, which brings me to a 
more obvious one that means and i this is what i think the grand inquisitor pretty much has to be alive still right don't we think yeah mm-hmm. like there's no way they're gonna yeah. just murder the main character from the first season of rebels that you know came out well no and in all the, the interviews era. that the writer has done say that like they're talking they, they're addressing the retcon issues or p- people's perceived retcon issues there's been multiple interviews um i do you want to know what i that like can i tell you guys a spoilery thing that's not really spoilery because it's public information but it's kind of spoilery because it tells you something mm, i don't know you're mm. treading on thin ice here mm-hmm. we don't uh, we don't do spoilers here josh okay <laughs> anti-spoiler <laughs> um I'm, you know you can tell I, us afterwards if you want i don't care okay tell me i'm fine with that I'm i just don't want to ruin it for what anyone I've, else what, you want what? me to put it in the chat sure there you go okay um yes yeah, so, no i mean i yeah it's it's um this is something though that that I, it's it's hard to fathom because I, i'm pretty sure lucas has talked about it and i know filoni's talked about it um i'm almost positive freddie prince jr at one point has talked about this the time in star wars is in how things work is not always connected the way that you think it's connected so like it leaves it to the imagination for like things like that to happen so where people have problems with ret these you know quote unquote retcon things um you know it's that's not the case like these things still happen it's just how they happen and how they were interpreted as part of the story is different and i I think they've all basically said that's part of the acceptance of the star wars story and how it works not no it has to be connected like this and this is exactly what happened and if it's not that way i'm going to get mad about it i'm pretty sure they've all talked about that at some point so um yeah i don't i don't think it's I don't think it's retconning anything. I don't think it's we still well, have two more if, episodes if to go the, that could explain why If the Grand why Inquisitor was dead, that would for sure be. Oh well, yeah, you know. But I'm talking would... about the Leia stuff um, with Obi Wan. Like again, there's still two more episodes here that can explain all of this. So I think it's probably best to wait it out and see what happens. Well, and possibly another season. I think it's or unlikely that, that they're going to explain why Leia didn't mention their relationship in her message it's, that she oh, leaves no, in. Not, I mean, not important. You know what it's I mean? No, important. but it's not important. Right. But I don't think they're going to go, well, I, I don't think that was the intent that, you know, at this point when you've put it in there, that that, that message or like they had never interacted before. It may come off that way, but I don't know that that's the case. To Josh's point, it's the polite senatorial email of communication that she's sending. I, don't I mean, think it, it's he like, was implying that it was in case they found it, then it would not be incriminating. Like secret code. Well, I did say she has like, you know, Senate senatorial like properness too. It's a little bit of, of both. Uh, I also want people to remember that George had Luke and Leia kiss and be romantic in empire and then had them brother and sister in Jedi because he <laughs> hadn't, hadn't decided that yet. Like yep. this is, it's so small and i just like i i get some of the things like you know when uh when they killed the grand inquisitor or you know supposedly and reva knew um that anakin was vader i kind of went huh 
But then no, I, I don't stop myself. anybody asking the question. Yeah. But but then I but then my rational brain was like, let them exp- your two episodes in, give them a chance to explain mm-hmm. it before you start to nitpick. Yeah, you know. Um, Plus, we've seen like okay, Dar- like they, um, uh, the empire get the emperor gets thrown down a shaft. Um, Darth Vader gets all of his limbs cut off and burned alive. <laughs> Darth Maul gets cut in half, and all those dudes survived. The only time a lightsaber kills you. Um, yeah, uh, is if it cuts off your head or you're a Jedi, otherwise, hmm. it probably doesn't. You're probably going to be fine. They're going to figure something out. If you're Unless a Sith, stabbed you're, directly you're through your chest. <laughs> um, sorry, Qui Gon, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. It, we bring people back all the time in Star Wars. Um, bad, so yeah, bad guys, uh, at least, yeah, very true, very true. Well, we bring the good guys back just in a different way. They come back as force ghosts. That's true. There you go. Um, but you're right. So, all right. So let's, let's like, I don't want to go in too much into the negative here because it's, it feels like there's, it is, I'm actually really, really surprised that this is the show that has caused, I don't, I don't want to say like the fandom to be very di- like divided. The fandoms always divide. There's always but it, a it seems, group of people that are mad. Yeah, but it just seems like I've heard it more about this series than I did about Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Oh, or I don't the think that's true. I thought people were crazy about Boba I, Fett too. They went. Maybe they were saying how bad. I don't it was. know. It's just it's crazy that I like it. It's like wait, this is a character that you have known and loved for how many years now, and you get a show about the character and then you go oh i hate it this is ruining oh, star wars and oh my god it's the worst <laughs> like i i it just there's nothing blows my mind that people are this, like that honestly there's i mean there's gonna be a section of people that are just gonna bitch no matter what so i mean it's not even worth i think the time on yeah, I just I'll just say that I think the the one difference between this and Book of Boba Fett is that there's a, there's a I don't want to say that it's a large segment, but it's definitely a loud segment of people that I think it's very obvious that they're finding reasons to not like Riva that don't mm-hmm. exist, and there it's very like you know it's the same thing like the backlash that. That you know that oh black stormtrooper and the trailer for Force Awakens like I remember hearing people complain about like oh they're they're you know mm-hmm. I I I'm not saying that everyone that doesn't like the show is racist but I think that there's a large segment of people that are doing a really bad job of hiding that and um and I think so that that being said the like counter protest to people's like the 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 people defending the show are defending it even harder than they were defending Book of Boba Fett because they're perceiving why like that's their perception mm-hmm. of why a lot of people don't like the show is because they're being racist or misogynistic gotcha. or which gotcha. you know and so it gets people yeah. fired up. I mean, I'm fired up about it. Like I I I see so many. I've made the mistake of weeding into it on Reddit a little bit and on Twitter a little bit, and it's like <laughs> there. I mean, I, I I don't want to like preemptively label people as racist, but man, the stuff that people are complaining about about Riva is like not a problem, and it's like, dude, come on, like it's so yeah. obvious what you're doing. So right. Oh, yeah. Disney's woke. Oh, it's like. <sighs> 
stop like because people in in an entire universe exist other than white men so disney's woke and the fact and like i can't tell you how many times i saw like she uh moses did a like did a quote that just said like i'm really proud of the diversity on this show and like i'm glad to be a part of that this show's gonna be like even more diverse than like a lot of other stuff star wars has done in the past and you know and like in a galaxy this big like there should be and people and that's like she was just like answering a question and people are like see see like she said like, the word diversity yeah yeah <laughs> so um and yeah I, I well and like um it is it has been a diverse cast so well, far it's I think um having the default reaction that diversity is a bad thing i think kind of exposes you a little bit that's what that's what i'm saying right. like yeah, yeah it's, it's they're not being real uh smooth about it um and i you know and then there's there's also people that are just like if we didn't make a show that was like 50% of the screen time was Ewan McGregor and the other 50% was Hayden Christensen they're pissed off so it's like you know yeah yeah um i feel like we knew from the from the trailers that like the active big bad was going to be the inquisitors and that vader was going to be like around but not like mm-hmm. the person chasing him the whole time. Like, did, do you guys agree with that? Like that it seemed like it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought we would get like hints of Vader and Anakin, yeah. but oh, not sure. yeah. centered around so, Kenobi and Vader. So sparingly throughout the, um, throughout the whole saga, it would be cheap to just have him, you know, having half the screen time for the entire series. You know, he's in, He's in to- in the entirety of the original trilogy for like a total of a half hour or something crazy like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um you know, the character Reva's character the first episode was a little hard to go well, you know, am I supposed to like this character right off the bat cuz she didn't have a lot of line. Like it wasn't a lot of dialogue for her character and really the latter part of uh you know, the last, what, 10, 15 minutes of it was doing parkour across the cityscape to try to find Kenobi. Um, as you get through two, three, and four, she's got a lot more lines. And when you start to realize what she's doing and how she's playing the other Inquisitors and she's kind of like moving the chess pieces around on the board, you go, okay, this character is smart. This character knows what she's doing. This character has a plan. We just don't know what that plan is yet. Yeah. And there is a reason that is driving that plan. And that's the, I think the thing that I'm excited to get to is what is the reason she is so caught up with finding Kenobi? Like we just talked about in the beginning was, is it because he put the message out there not to return to the Jedi temple so that, you know, any younglings that lived or anybody that escaped, they captured, they put them into, uh, you know, the training camps to become the inquisitors that they are now. Is that she's still holding a grudge? What is the reason that she is so hardened to find Kenobi for? Like, you don't what, think it's, what is driving You guys her? don't think it could be because that's what Vader wants and she's trying to please him? It could be, but I want more. I mean, all right, so let's, so the most recent episode where Kenobi goes to rescue Leia from basically Inquisitor, what did he, what do you call it? Inquisitor, Inquisitorius um, or something Palace like that. In, yeah, Palace Inquisitorius. Uh, when he goes to rescue him, we, we see 
what they're up to here, at least a glimpse of something going on where you've got multiple Jedi, RIP Master Sanube, uh, multiple Jedi in, I don't know what you, like one Amethyst or one of them is a youngling, which I'm, I, I haven't looked at this. Is that one of the younglings that we saw in the first episode in the very beginning? Is that like probably her best friend who's been in Amethyst now for 10 years? I think from Aldehyde. Formaldehyde. Like, Amethyst uh, is purple. I was like, yeah. what's uh, a, what's a, sorry, amber. what's um, amber? Yeah, amber thank is you. The color um, of the energy, but this is more <laughs> liquidy. I thought. Oh, are they? Wait, like are they going to go in and Jurassic get the Dino Park? DNA? Yeah. Yes, like Jurassic Park. Is that what they're in? Jedi um, DNA. Stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're clearly like, why weren't those Jedi killed? Uh, they're. Obviously uh, frozen alert, I think for some reason. Hmm? I think they were. Yeah, they I think they're yeah. dead. I think they're they dead. are, um, but they have kept them around for some reason to harvest their DNA uh, for cloning. We, there's a whole yeah. cloning thing. Like we know this already. Yeah. So I think you know, could the friend that's in there could she have been one of them? And rather than saying, "Hey, I want to be locked up here," yeah, I'll come join your Inquisitor program. And maybe they turned her. I don't know. Like there's there's a number of different reasons. That's what I want to get to is what's aren't, what's aren't Reva's some MO. Of the, aren't like more than one of the Inquisitors former Jedi or Padawans or I think most of them are yeah, actually like that's their whole thing, right? Right. Yeah. But somebody had like is that Vader like just rounds them up and starts yes, turning and then them? He tortures, the well, he doesn't just turn them; he tortures them and hacks off their mm-hmm. limbs and things. That was in the and comics. The Emperor and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what her MO is, and that's what I want to get to, because I think she's she does have a lot that's not been shared yet. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's Fortress Inquisitorious. Fortress Inquisitorious. That's there we it. go. I got the can, fancy yeah. Latin-esque word. Can we talk about um how that was really cool to see that place? And because of Jedi Fallen Order and to see the mm-hmm. like the torture room that was exactly the same and the hallway, um, the, the hallways, hallway. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Obi-Wan's getting his groove back a little bit, it's doing the mm-hmm. doing this doing the sound thing like he did in the first movie and that's another that's thing a, people have been complaining about. They expected to w- start watching this show and him to just be like, I like that he's traumatized and, yep. and can't use the force because he's been hiding out and not using the force. And like, that's, I love that. Like, if he was just like, da da da, hello there. I'm just as powerful as I was in the last movie. Like, that would be stupid. Like, I like, yep. I want to see the story, this trauma. Like, this is good. The, I watched The Fall of the Jedi Order, you know, a thing that I sat on the High Council for and then had a fight to what I assumed to be death with my padawan and then took his uh babies that the mother died giving birth to and hit him away and it didn't bother me like that's super believable you know what i mean it's these same people who are like well luke never would have luke never would have felt sad that's ridiculous like okay that was that was like oh he's a luke's a grumpy old hermit who who's hiding away i was like the only like the the only two jedi Jedi, the first the first jet two jedi we we meet are grumpy old hermits who are (laughs) hiding away like most jedi thing we know of (laughs) well and it i you're right. Like he turns himself off to the force because look at in the confrontation with Riva and she basically says, Oh, you didn't know Anakin was still alive. And all of a sudden he was like, 
Oh, that and moment! Hits him, and that he goes, moment, Anakin. Ah. And as soon as he did that, like the reason they cut to Vader, I think, is because that he felt him in that in that instant. He felt him, which is why he woke up in the back to tank. It wasn't like, oh, we're just cutting to Vader for a cool shot. No, it was to insinuate that the minute that Obi Wan realized that and said it, and that Force energy kind of went out there, Anakin felt it. And that woke him up. So had he not have turned himself off to the Force, how much faster would he have been found by anybody in the well, Empire? I think that's the point of why he did Vader. it too. I mean, he felt he felt guilty and shame and like all these things, but he's protecting Luke, and he knows mm-hmm. that they're hunting Force users. Like this is a known thing throughout the galaxy that everybody knows about. Uh, they've established that yep. in this show. He buried his lightsaber. He's hidden away. Uh, and I think that is, I think it was both. It, I think it was also a conscious decision to like, if I am using the force, the Inquisitors and, and yep. or Vader, who I think he knows exists, but didn't realize at the time was Anakin, would find him. Would find me. Or yeah. would have an easier time anyway. Yeah. I don't think he knew. I don't think he realized uh, that Vader was. I think he was cut off enough, just because he knows Vader. He saw the, you know, the coronation mm-hmm. on the the vid. I just had a. Um, I think the moment that that we're. I'm hoping, the moment that we see like him kind of finally open himself up all the way is when he finally actually communes with Qui Gon. Oh, that mm. would be cool. Because he's like, you brought up a good point though. So, if you, so if Obi Wan saw Anakin on the recording in the Jedi Temple, Mm -hmm. and you say that he also saw the like him kneeling before the Emperor and becoming Darth Vader. You think that at this point in the show, in Kenobi, 10 years after that, he wouldn't know that Darth Vader, the person in the suit, is out there, you know, isn't isn't he like a very, he would be like a face of the Empire, right? He's a very recognizable I, I don't, character. I don't, I don't think that he is. I think that, I think especially, early, like, we're still in... Would you agree that we're still kind of in like early empire at this point? So it seems I seems like, like they have their heels pretty well dug in, like way more than we're seeing in like the Bad Batch or something. But we don't have like a we don't have well yeah well this is after that though but so like I mean we're basically halfway through the empire's destruction you know we're ten years in in another nine that Death Star blows up and they're on the way out. Yeah. Um. The way that I've always thought was that, like, the people that knew about Vader were the people that were, like, actively engaged in rebellion or, like, actively engaged with the Empire in another way. So I don't think that, and they, and there's always an air of mystery. They don't, they just, they've heard of Vader. Unless you've, unless you've actually experienced him. Like, think about the Rebels crew, like, talking about him before he appeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and so I think See, he I knows think that I the was... Empire. I think he knows the Empire is hiding, hunting Jedi. But I don't think that he think he knows that Darth Vader is leading a group of people to hunt Jedi. I don't think that that's. I hmm. see. I always was under the impression that when 
Obi-Wan watched the recordings, he was seeing Vader attacking Anakin, attacking the Jedi Temple, and hacking up younglings, not necessarily the interaction between him and Palpatine back at the whatever Senate building. I'm almost I positive was, I remember yeah, seeing it on the That the was hollow. one of the things, was him kneeling in front of Palpatine hmm. on the hollow. So he knows... Well, it's crazy to me Vader, that but... Anakin would never have, or that Obi-Wan would never have heard that Darth Vader is out active in the universe after I mean, that, in the previous 10 right. years. Deep, deep mm-hmm. cover. It's just so deep on Tatooine, which is the middle of nowhere. He's kind of cut himself off from, What's... well, he has cut himself off from communication. I mean, his little disc, his hollow disc thing was in a chest buried in there. His little Game Boy Advance was in there. Game Boy Advance, um, get out of here, Chuck. So he he has cut himself off. That's I mean, and he assumes Anakin's dead, Vader's dead, the Empire's still around. They're still doing, you know, bad things. But I, I think uh, he doesn't know that Vader is heading up the Inquisitors, and that's he doesn't realize that until Reva basically shares that with him. So. Um, do you I guess guys I was, think... I was just getting under the impression that he knew Vader existed, but didn't know Vader was Anakin. But I, I must have had that wrong. I think he just thought he was dead. Like he thought he had taken care of he had taken care of business, but the Empire is still doing their things. He just doesn't know Vader is still yeah. alive. Um, do you guys in this series with two episodes left? Do you think we're going to get? this version of Kenobi that a lot of fans want to see, which is badass Kenobi again, or do you think we get just enough for him to resolve a situation, go back into hiding and that's it. I think part of the lesson Obi-Wan has probably learned is that like, you can't, you can't solve your problems by, you know, like overpowering them or fighting that. Like, I would like to think that that was sort of part of his journey. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, because that's where he was on the Death Star. You know, he sort he defended himself a little bit against Vader, but you know, he just sort of let him have the win because oh, he knew that wasn't the well, way. We're not there I mean, yet, he, though. We're not to that lesson we're yet. Halfway. Right? So, yeah, there's still mm-hmm. another decade though to, for him to learn more lessons. Wait, but, you mean you mean he? Bought them time to get away and sacrifice himself, very yeah, much like Luke move. did on Crate. Um, that allowed the, the resistance the to get out the back. Hear and, stuff okay, like that, Justin. Right. Okay. People are <laughs> Just saying the similarities are... are right there. I... <laughs> no, I I don't um, think we're gonna see Obi Wan just like hacking it up and being like yeah. he was on a. Uh, uh, when he when he takes out Grievous and just jumps into the middle of an entire battalion or whatever, I don't think we're gonna see that anymore. Yeah, yep, I would agree. Josh, same way. Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's like poetry; it rhymes. And then I was also gonna. <laughs> say, <laughs> uh, I was also gonna say. Uh, I don't remember what else I was gonna say. Actually, you um, you just yeah, want I... Obi Wan to be badass and slash everybody with a lightsaber. It would be so cool. No, I like vulnerable Obi-Wan. Um, 
But I, I think we'll get somewhere in the middle. Like I think he's gonna get he's gonna get his groove back a little bit, but he's not gonna be he's not gonna defeat Vader. He's just gonna. Uh, I think he already did a little bit for sure, right? I mean, in this fourth episode, he he had his life together way more than he had, you know. Yeah, I think he's gonna get a couple. And... Yeah, he's mm-hmm. gonna get a couple steps farther down the road. I think. Um, man, people are real mad about that Leia hiding under the coat thing too. Yeah, that was a little. Yeah, I think that was, was supposed um, to be silly. It's like when BB-8 was underneath the trash can. Like, right? It's fine. Yeah, no, I mean it's fine. And they were, I mean, they were moving pretty fast through the hangar, so I could see with all those people there, you're not gonna, your focus is not the officer and the other shabbily dressed officer with a hump on his side. Like, that's not gonna. I be thought your it was the beard that, that was more area, of a giveaway. You, There's no way that's allowed in Imperial officers school or whatever. <laughs> um, the, I, I think the funny one was a lot of people were complaining about the, um, the airspeeders, the T-47 airspeeders. And when they pick them up and they're like, there's no way you can fit three people in that thing, four people in that thing. It's got two seats. I mean, if you really open wrong, if I'm you, like, oh my god, come on! Like, if, you can't tell me there's not modified versions of these ships out there, different places. A, you can't put a little girl on the woman's lap. Shut your mouth. Give me a break. Well, yeah, and it's... you can fit a lot more people in there uncomfortably if you're about to die. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll, yes, get, we'll get it um, in there. The space is there for even if we're all yeah. sitting on each other. Yeah, <laughs> I thought um, that shot where they like. I wish that I don't really care that much, but the the shot where they come into the hangar, but then you don't see them like swoop back out was kind of weird, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you guys kind of like hovered in there and that, moved out that the, um, like a Republican truck driver that turned Leia <laughs> and, and Kenobi into the stormtroopers was played by Zach Braff. I did. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was, um, What's uh what's a pineapple express guy? Um at first it kind of sounded like him. Seth Rogen? Uh, Seth Rogen. I thought it was him at first and No, he and didn't go. Like, oh. Hey, I'm going to give you guys a ride. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. That's who I thought it was at first, but then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is Dr. James Dorian." Yeah, talk talk <laughs> about uh talk about, you know, uh voting against your own self-interest there, huh? Very, yeah, I was like, definitely caught that right away. Flag. Make make <laughs> the galaxy great again. Mm. <laughs> the uh, I did enjoy watching the uh, the one stormtrooper fall off and hit the laser grid, though that was um, <laughs> rather dark. Um, it actually showed him like splitting yep. in two and splayed out on both sides baby. of the laser grid. That was um, that was that was pretty impressive. And was, you know, again, people, well, why didn't you just walk around the laser grid? Well, I think the whole idea was to get the vehicle out, which is why he was trying to get it down. And then he could go around, but then they ran out of time and they got confronted by another vehicle. So, yeah, like people like to just complain about the smallest things and they don't necessarily need to. Um, what uh, what has been your favorite part of the series to this point? Like a moment? Um, moment or overall impression? Like uh, any like um, I think the actress playing young Leia is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think all of they've done it like maybe two, three, four different times, like flashes between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin. 
uh, the back to tank stuff and the, when they first like Mm -hmm. were aware of each other, all those little interactions are fun to me. And Quinlan boss. I really want to see. That was cool. Yeah. The, the, the two like tender moments where you can tell that Obi-Wan is talking about Padme Mm-hmm. Like when he says that you remind me of someone, oh, she was a senator in like the first or second episode. And then when they're on the, when they're on uh, Ma- the MAGA truck and, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, when I look at her, I think of her mother and all that stuff. And, yeah. and then she says, you know, and did you, did mm-hmm. you see on the internet that people were like, oh, are they trying to say that he had a thing for Padme? And it's like, no. no. Dummies. God, people are so stupid. <sighs> I, and don't get me wrong. Are there people out there that would like ship that relationship? Of course. Well, no, I'm but, not talking about Obi totally shippers. Fine. I'm talking about people that are the like, oh, when he said, "I wish I, I wish I could say that I was," he was trying to say he had a thing for Padme. Like, like, literally, that's not, yeah, that, no, that's not. No, he's. Just, I mean, I just, I, I'm not far into Brotherhood right now, but like, I got through the first five or six chapter chapters, and Obi Wan's at this point trying to figure out what's going on between Padme and Anakin. Like, he knows something's up. He just doesn't. No. Uh, Anakin Skywalker is not the most subtle gentleman in the uh, Star Wars universe. (laughs) No. um, He goes big on things. So, um, yeah. See see, uh, season seven of Clone Wars when he arrives uh, to help Obi-Wan and Cody. Hey, speaking of Anakin, uh, what do you guys think about the vocal performance of Darth Vader? No one really. I'm ex- very interested to see what is actually going into it because obviously they credit James Earl Jones because it's his voice. Yep. But there are times where you can. So and then respeacher is in the credits, mm-hmm. and that actually makes sense because his voice sounded way crispier than it did in Rogue One. You could hear his age in Rogue One, but there's also parts where. It sounds like Anakin's pronunciation and performance of things, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm very interested to see, like, is it Hayden performing the lines, and then they're making them sound like James Earl Jones? Is James Earl Jones like kind of involved in some way? Like they had Mark involved with his stuff? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. You guys add to it. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I've enjoyed the performance so far. I like the combination. Um. The, uh, it, it is it is i get a lot of um the james earl jones voice but i get a little bit faster delivery similar to what i would get with like an anakin being in there um my, i guess my comment more so is on the respeacher thing um i'm okay with it as long as the actors are on board with it and doing you know what i mean like same thing with the visual stuff i bet if, he's getting we've the talked check about this oh I yeah we've talked it. about this he before be where if he wasn't using that without their consent is a very scary place to go. And and what we can do with that technology now is kind of dangerous, but I'm okay with it. If, if James Earl Jones was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm getting a check for it. We can do that. Sure. Listen, and then, he was in coming you know I mean? to America too. He's probably yes. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the performance of it. I like the dark uh, Vader, the badass Vader. I, he's been ruthless in this whole, show so far like he walks in and just straight up snapping necks lifts reva he's snapping (laughs) yeah yeah, he is um (laughs) i would uh, i would guess that james earl jones approved it and maybe supplied some like baseline recordings and now 
uh, Hayden is performing and they're doing, you know, the vocal version of the face swap. But I do wish, uh, because like we've said, we're like halfway between ish, um, prequel and original trilogy i wish they had would blend the vocal just a little bit like they did with matt lanter and um james earl jones in in rebels uh to give him like a little Mm. bit of a younger feel and also so we could like really feel that it was that it was hayden in there too um because like if it is actually him walking around you i mean you can't tell he's in a suit you know other than when he's in the back to tank a little bit so I just thought that would be cool, but I think it does sound great, and he obviously is very, very menacing, like maybe even more so than that hallway scene in Rogue One. The walk down the main street scene was was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think so. I think the thing to remember though isn't wasn't the Rebels thing with with Matt? Wasn't that only after his mask, his mask was cracked open? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think that that is the thing that they're doing. Like, like I said, I think that the delivery is very much Hayden and mm-hmm. I saw someone online and I, I wanted to, I didn't get a chance to like listen to them, but they said that one of the ma- that, that, uh, I am, I am what you made me or whatever. He says something like that mm-hmm. sounds very much like Hayden delivery. And then that they said that James says Obi-Wan and, um, Hayden says Obi Wan, and you can tell the difference. Mm. Hmm. I'll have Good to pay point. attention to that. So. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I um, I don't. Know. I've I've loved the Vader character so far in this series, though. He's been impressive to watch. So it's um, just more of that brutal Vader we've always read about in comics and books, but never got to yeah. see until Rogue One, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's the part that I like. Um, cause you actually get to see the fully envisioned version of him. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this show, honestly, has been the cast of characters and I, how, how I don't want to say like how large or how small it is, but that's essentially what it feels like. It's a very, some, most of the characters you already know, um, we have not introduced a crazy ton of new characters. And the new characters that we have introduced, they've had to establish the character quickly and then kind of move them off quickly. Does that make sense? So like, um, what's, Jimmy uh, Smith stays remember. getting paid by Star Wars, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, the, um, what's, I can't remember the jet, the, the ruse Jedi, um, Hala, is it Hala? Is that his name? Oh, played name. by Kumail Nanjiani. Um, yes, yes. Um, they they basically introduced his character, right? And then you kind of learn, all right, so he's a trickster. He's hustling people out of money. And then when the warrant goes out and they start, or the bounty goes out and they start looking for uh, Obi-Wan, um, and he's like, the kid's like, oh, look, you could have had all this money. He was here. And he's like, all right, well, let's go. And then you realize he quickly turns to like help him. He's like, look, dude, I'm trying to make a buck, but I'm not a jerk. I'm, I'm still going to try to help you. You got instant like character development and growth within one episode for that person. And we haven't seen him again. Um, so I, I love the fact that they've been able to introduce like a character like that. We had O'Shea, ja- is it O'Shea Jackson, O'Shea um, Ice Cube. Uh, um ice cube son was in the most recent episode 
Um, again, introduced his character uh, a little hardened, kind of like Saw Gerrera was. Like, no, we can't let him find the base. We can't do this. They realize what Obi Wan's trying to do. He's like, he look, pretty quick. He's like, I was married to uh, a Jedi. They took her. They killed her. I'll, I'll help you out. And and it was instant character development in a very very uh, short time frame. And I think for me, that's that's been one thing that I've loved about the writing of this show is is small cast of characters, quick development for those that are introduced, and you instantly kind of gravitate to those characters. When uh when um oh, I don't know her her name, but uh, uh Talia the mm-hmm. the uh, Imperial spy when she Mm -hmm. was reporting that she yeah i am a spy but i'm actually working for you guys were you worried for like a split second that that was true i was until she said he was Uh, on the planet when she (laughs) when she said he's on the planet i was like okay she's not she's we're good (laughs) yeah i it was hard she almost made me believe it and i was like no it's like she can't be there's no way i'm like i think she's She's helping them out. She's not doing um that's she's not spying for the double turn. She's not a double agent. Yeah. No. No, she's not the double agent. No, that so. was a better um Indara Va- Indara Varma is Tala. That had a better chance um, of being true job. than like you know, the whole thing, well, maybe we're gonna torture and maim Leia. Like, well, obviously that's not gonna happen, and obviously Obi Wan's not gonna die when he fights Vader or any of these things. So, um, you know those characters that we don't know, they are the, the only wild cards really. So they, they bring that to the table. Yep. Uh, it's, it's been an enjoyable series so far and we've gotten through four episodes. We've got two left and then this is done. This is, uh, quick. (laughs) So, um, next Monday we will break down the next episode, which should be episode five. We'll have some audio for you guys for that show. Um, that we can share, but uh, anything else on uh, anything else on Kenobi before we wrap this up? I'm gonna watch the last couple episodes. You gonna tune in? Yeah, check I'll them out. It, see feel, how it goes. Ve- feel vested at this point, mm-hmm. do you? <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm nervous that we don't have enough time left. But that I, that happens with every one of these shows to me. <laughs> now, in and uh, before we before we get into this, I know. Josh, you gave the runtime of what the consolidated showing is, which was like five hours and 20 minutes. So for those of you out there that have the runtimes for these episodes, you can kind of figure out what the last two episode links are going to be. So we've not done that math yet, but. Um, oh, well, it also said that 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 might have I it I read kept reading and it said it might also include the Q&A time. So we're not sure. Mm, OK. But you can kind of ballpark it at least. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully if they're doing a showing on a big screen in the theater, they take the credit in credits out in the intro and they just blend it hopefully together. Hopefully they do an intermission make it more for cinematic, a break so. too. A <laughs> nope. You got to hold it. <laughs> Once you're in, there's no going long, out. Long so, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, well, we will wrap this up and uh, we'll get on to episode five. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. 
breakdown of episodes one through four of the Kenobi series is what we just covered. We're going to be bringing five and six next, and then we're going to get back into some books. Hopefully, we've got Brotherhood coming up. I started it. Josh, I don't know where you're at in the book. Um, Kyle, you have not started yet. No, Maggie read it now. like eight years ago before it was even written and published and all that kind of stuff. So, um, But we're going to be bringing that to you. We've got more High Republic coming out a little bit later this year. We've got a lot of comics we can go through too because we have not touched comics in a hot minute. Um, but yeah, go out, uh, watch Kenobi series, see what you think. If you have not watched it yet, it's only six episodes. We're four in right now, so it's uh, it's going to be over here pretty soon. So, uh, My or name is Justin. Is <laughs> or is it? My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. You can find the show anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, and you can find us all over the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Outer Rim Beacon. Uh, where can they find you guys at? This is Josh. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on all the social medias. Send me a Venmo. Get out there. Do something Star Wars-y. Have some fun. Don't be so uptight about your Star Wars, people. Relax. Rela- I'm going to steal that from Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Relax. Go watch hockey, man. It's going to be yeah, a that's great relaxing finals. as hockey. What it's known for is getting people to calm down. Uh, hey, when when you don't have a dog in the fight anymore, it's uh, it's more enjoyable to watch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that uh, Avs uh, Tampa Bay series. It should be some some quality quality hockey. So anyway, uh, as always, may the force be with you for light and life. Kenobi is awesome. I don't know. I was trying to think of something funny. Didn't have anything. Good job, Josh. Fail. (laughs) All right, y'all. Take care.